Hey, and welcome to uh, the another round of the Rugby Report Card. Uh, with me this week in the very windy state that we are right now is Blake. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm well. I'm well. Soccer World Cup's going. Life's good. It's, it's well. football, mate. It's football. Can you call it its proper name, please? No. Soccer World Cup. How good? It's coming over, Richard. Do you feel it? Well, we know it's not going to Rome. That's the main thing. So uh, I don't think it's coming home, no. Um, but uh, but you know what? England don't often win 6-2, so let's bask in the glory of, a, of an easy victory. Um, not too happy with the two goals, but uh, I'm sure talking about not happy is uh, is uh, the Wallab- Wallabies' performance at the weekend. And I'm sure you're going to run a train on the referee and the inconsistency, so I'm excited to hear about that. But I disagree, man. I reckon... All any fan can ask of their sporting team is that they're they're in for a chance of winning it at the end of the game. At the end of day play, there's a chance for them to win the game. And if you're around that mark, you've done your job. Yeah, you haven't won. Yeah, you haven't executed. Yeah, you haven't dominated. But those days are well gone. If you can barrack for your team in the final five, maybe they'll get through. Man, you've ticked off my box. I've changed my standards now. Yeah, haven't you? That's a big <laughs> last week. That's a real big change. Um, oh, mate, how hard is it podcasting? Because one week we're shit house and you can come in off the long run and pile on. And then the next week we go, all right. You know, we, we basically beat France, find a way to lose. Basically beat Ireland, find a way to lose. Basically beat the Kiwis, find a way to lose. Um, but, you know, it's hard to pile on because it was a pretty gutsy, heroic performance. Um. Can I just say, and just interrupting, fuck, I, we can find a way. Please. I feel like we should play a drinking game. All those people out there, please go back through our podcasts over the last year. And every time you hear the uh, Blake say gutsy or valiant or, you know, uh, the boys tried hard or hard, I think you should have to have a drink, no? It, that's the problem, though, with being a Wallaby fan, right? You can't even pile on them because it's not like we're losing by 20. It's, it's you know, one moment. Is different, and the boys go all right. We win all these games, but we're just not winning them. And there's some things I'll pile on about. There's some things that I think fans have have had enough of. Um, but you know what? Well, tell you what I'm going to say. Contentious, but Ireland aren't getting through the quarterfinals of the World Cup. I know you two are at the top of the power rankings, mate. They're shit house. Without Sexton, they are a Super Rugby side. But that's a big caveat. I think when we were looking at the power rankings, we were looking at everyone fit and firing and ready to go. But yes, without their general and without their go forward, it was actually surprising how little go forward the, the actual Irish actually had. Now, Honestly, I'd like to see how they do a season with 44 injuries. Yeah, not, not great. But look, they do have Sexton. So. Well, they did another weekend and I thought they, they looked a bit average. I like, I just, um, you know, I thought, I thought we outplayed them. Look, th- 23 points in the whole game is not something that we're used to seeing. Their defensive systems are incredible, mate. It's like bowling to Rahul Dravid. There's just no run offered. They're just absolutely incredible. You know what? I'm going to bitch about a few things about the Wallabies, all right? One, one I'm going to bitch about is how many times has Rennie stuffing up the makeup of the bench ruined us? Think about all the games where we've gone 6-2 and a back has gone off in the first 10 minutes. Happened two or three times. And then think about all the times he's picked a specialist 10 on the bench. And we've had a specialist center go off. When was the last time Ikatao played a full game at 13? Hasn't happened um, because he's had to shuffle because it's such a shitty bench that he picks. And I, I honestly, if we didn't end the game with a halfback on the wing, um, another halfback playing a full 80 when, when he does another cardio for it and he was clearly knocked out, 
Uncontested. Centers both playing out of position and doing t- 10 minutes with 13 men. I mean, that one couldn't be helped by Rennie. But the makeup of the bench has cost us a lot of points in a lot of games. And I know injuries, no coach can plan for it. But fuck me. Do a little bit better. What are you playing at with Noah on the bench? What is the point? Pick him or don't pick him. Mate, it's almost, if you're an Irish fan, you're almost due a refund, a percentage, some subsidized tickets, because you're not getting the full package. You're getting that hooper thrown in at the line out. You're getting a halfback playing in the 13 channel. Like, what's doing? You'd so be upset. Ha- part of it, your heart bleeds for Rennie, right? Those things don't happen. Or that we probably walk this in. But the problem is, you've picked a stupid bench. You've picked a stupid bench, uh, and it's cost us again. So that's one thing that's pissed me off about the Wallabies. Another thing that's pissed me off about the Wallabies, it's just the ill-discipline. What are we doing? What are the players doing? Do they, do they not read the paper? I don't understand. There's, there's no change. There's been no change. Like, how many times, and I know Fying has become a bit of a scapegoat for it, and I think he, he probably deserves it right now. He plays dumb. But, you know, opening minutes of the game, we score a try. We're up 7-0. Fuck you, home producer. Um, fuck you, TMO. But you know what? They're right. We were the idiots. We were the about the neck roll? Yeah. And I mean, like, it does, does my head in that we're checking that and we're going back for it. But they're right. We're wrong. What is doing with the discipline of these players? Largely, <laughs> things like that, when you see the players do the sushi roll, they're losing the contest but they know they've got to get that dude out of the way so it's just that they get there by any means on yeah unfortunately they're by any means is against the law yeah and it's either way it's going to be a penalty and it's a laziness to get there but i don't know why they're still doing that stuff we're clearly being watched we're clearly being monitored for that so they're my frustrations with the wallabies discipline um, i just think it shows how how dangerous open play is like if you rewind the tapes, I did some I did some study on the weekend and I got the film out and rolled it back. And a lot of our points, I think it was sitting around sort of fifty and sixty percent of our points scored against us come from broken play. So if you think of that, when the dude's over the ball and you've got a a mismatch of the dude clearing him out and they miss it, you know the penalty is the only result. I don't think they compute this because it happens so quickly. But you want to stop the play and break it down rather than they get quick turnover ball and go on the offense. I'm fine with that, Jim. But what I can't cop is when we're on attack and there's nothing to lose. I mean, three of Fainga's penalties were pointless counter rucks. Just pointless when the ball was already lost. Um, just those poor decisions that players make. The Wallabies just seem to do it more than anyone else. And I stand by what I said last week. Right now, um, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think the game is in a beautiful place. But right now, the best team is the team who makes the least mistakes. Rugby is a complex game. So the team who makes the least mistakes, specifically in the field of penalties. Richard, have we got you there? I know you're having a few audio issues. What do you think? Um, we don't have you. No, I think uh, just taught the uh, heard the tail under that. I think yeah, you're absolutely right. Discipline is key to success. Uh, I think, um, I don't know whether you mentioned this or not, but I think the other thing you're concerned about is the, the injury front as well. But I'll come on to that in a second. Uh, but I think momentum is such a huge thing within rugby at the moment. The referee is a human being, as we all know. And when uh, one team has the momentum and one team, um, you know, naturally then gets the rub of the green. And unfortunately, oh. Australia starts off on the wrong foot uh, and does some stupid things. 
And so that already plants a seed in the referee's mind and, and there and is then, you know, naturally looking for them for them probably more than the other team. And so that's a, a real issue. It's like they almost need to play a, a few perfect in inverted commas games to try and get the monkey off their back that they are they're as ill-disciplined as they are. Uh, because something needs to change because at the moment um, it's a recipe for disaster. You know, they're giving away, they're, they're starting 10 points behind, um, you know, really with all the penalties as they're giving away. And losing by one or two, it's infuriating. And I want to make the point that this week, I actually think O'Keefe was outstanding with the whistle. Um, I, d- I didn't really have a problem with him at all. And I know I do like to whinge and moan and gripe. Um, and I do think we look at refs a lot closer in those last few minutes of a close game and, I think I loved it. He was stopping the clock, making yeah. sure the boys got to play as much footy as possible. I still get shitty though. You know, the penalty that Ireland got to win the game, is that dubious scrum call? A, saw, line, a mall call? The no, mall? the scrum call where they slotted the three. Um, oh, yeah. That annoyed me to begin with. And then the mall call. The mall call. Again, technically correct. And, and this wasn't O'Keefe. This was the no, fucking touchy. Getting mm. his head stuck in there. Yeah, sit down, mate. correct. But, mate, I watched about five games of rugby this week and I didn't see that called in a single other game. I can assure you it happened at least 20 times. Yeah, I'm it, not in. You can't help but feel aggrieved that these things rear their head at the end of the game. Agreed. Let me know when it goes out, champ. Other than that, cheers. So, I don't know. That's my spray. The positives, though, I actually think, you know, what have we used, 60 players this season? We're down to like our third Super rugby side playing. Is that the stat, Richard? Is that the stat? Sixty players. Uh, I think it's it's actually more than that. Yeah, I think it's actually more than that. Yeah, I think it's it's actually more. But that's that's big. um, That's big. But the pleasing things for me is Marky Mark on the wing. He was outstanding, mate. I thought he. I'm so excited. Sky's the limit with that kid. I feel like it's almost you know the wrong time to be coming in for him. He's not coming into a balanced side. But he made every touch a winner. I thought he was absolutely sensational. I thought Hooper, huge return to form, his best game back. And then I just thought Skelton, how de- deadly and dangerous was he off the bench? So that they were my big, my big pleasings. My really upset was was Tupo coming off, Paisami um, coming off. A fuck to the Reds next season. And the injury is that bad? Yeah, I think so. I think Tupo's a chance of not making the World Cup. Jesus, he's back to back, isn't he? Yeah. What is he's the uh, out anyway? He's on the out, I heard. Is that what you heard? I heard he's on the out, yeah. I thought he was just getting fit. I thought he was just getting good. He came on one of the scrum penalty and then boom, you got to feel for him. What's going on with the strength and conditioning, Richard? You tell us. You're, what, that's your field, Richard, isn't it? I know, I know you're struggling because you're in Qatar today, but what's, what's the go? Look, I think it's a bit harsh to actually focus on the strength and conditioning uh, Um coach obviously because a lot of them are actually just freak injuries and i know that's a uh that's it's obviously something that uh, people don't like to hear you know they want to blame someone but some of them are freak injuries the other issue but the one thing i would say is that there are a lot of lower limb issues so whether uh the boys are actually um trying to lift too much and trying to get too fit rather than actually play more um i think it's something that we need to be mindful of uh talk about uh, too the, fit lower limb yeah, so we talk about the like the triple extension point, you know, all the way to ankle, knees, hips and everything. And th- there seems to be a problem with a lot of wallabies. Um, so I think uh, maybe that's something to look into. But I think, uh, I honestly think it's 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 a freak incident uh, in a number of the situations. But Tupo is more of a concern. You know, they talk about uh, Anthony Davis in the NBA. He, You know, he's 7'4". He's awesome mover, but he has an injury prone. 
Um, he's been very injury prone. He's missed more games than he's played. And they talk about, you know, a lot of it could be down to strength and condition, but ultimately it could just be due to his anatomical makeup. And the fact is that, you know, a guy that's over seven four, you know, doesn't have the capacity to to move at that rate and speed. And maybe is just uh, a lot of these players are being very unlucky. Mm. Um, so I don't want to. And throw that's too- always what's been so impressive to me about Kevin Durant: mm. the the size and the weight that he walks around at, how good of a mover he is. Mm. And that lateral quickness and that lateral movement is so key in basketball, but also in terms of rugby as well. Um, but yeah, Tupo is the concern for me because, you know, by all reports, he's been in the gym trying to get fit and stronger. Uh, but maybe it's a case of instead of looking at stronger by in terms of lifting more weight, maybe it's a stronger in regards to functional movements, you know, playing gap, playing time, et cetera. And please, there's enough physios out there and strength and conditioning coaches with more knowledge than me. So please, please tell me I'm wrong. You know, please let us know, send us a message. But what, what do you guys think? Because. At the moment, it seems too much of a coincidence to just uh, break it down to to, to uh, freak incident. Um, but I think with the Wallabies, just going well, who's given him the intel? Who's given him his intel that power and and strength where he needs to improve up? Because well, you have not to. What I'm, that's not what I'm picking up. Yeah, but that's core. That's because core skills. Like you think about it as a scrubber tackle technique. That's what it is. It's power. It's power based movements. You know, you but think the of man the man is very powerful. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's why maybe it is about just functionality rather than, than power-based stuff. Um, again, maybe it is that it, maybe it is that position of technique. Maybe it's a case of that's the problem. You know, so when he's scrubbaging, his scrubbaging technique has always been a question mark. You know, we talked about that. So it's not a case of pure strength. Uh, maybe it is just a case of technique. I've always thought of these, he's born in and he's, his technique's not been sound. So maybe it is a case of just refining that technique will ultimately allow him to avoid injury more as well. Because I think some of them are poor, poor techniques, poor, poor tackle techniques, poor scrummaging, you know, change of body height position when changing direction. So as much as we put it on straight, um, again, tackle technique or technique or rugby skill technique is a problem as well. But it's too, too much of uh, um, too many occasions for it to, to be a coincidence, really. Uh, but the Wallabies do need to move forward because we talked about cohesion and without that is um with with so many injuries we can't build that or Australia can't build that that uh, that cohesion. Um, but what did you like? Man, about- we're just we're just a bit of a broken record at this point. Mm. When you talk about managing injuries, no cohesion. Mm. I, I I just feel like it's been said, it's been done. It's it can't be an excuse anymore. No, you're like right. Your plan your plan B needs to be way more effective than what it's been. I think that's the thing it is, is having that plan B, which to England, not having a plan B many times, you have this one set way. And as soon as someone overcomes it, then we're, we're unable to, to be flexible. Um, you think about the Wallabies, we always talk about them having, being that dynamic team that when they have ball in hand, that they should be able to break an opposition down. And we have Blake quite rightly said, and I know you'll echo this, the fact that the defense, uh, um, Irish defense was fantastic, but to have 56 possession. Um, and only score that that uh, that one try. And Pataya finished it really well, but it came from broken play. Um, I think ultimately we have to look at that as well. You know, um, yeah, we've got can, to think of different ways. Sorry, just make the point, Richard. You're over in Qatar, aren't you? I know they've got their human rights issues, but I thought they got a stack of money. I thought the internet was great. You keep cutting out on us, uh, mate. They don't value me. They just value the footballers over there at the moment. Sorry, right? Internet's taking a backseat. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon I heard they've got harsh censorship going on and they're just double checking everything you're saying before it comes through on our end. Oh, it's but just a, given it's your, given your track record, Richard, of, of language, uh, speaking Sol- off the Salacious. Cuff. Yeah. Not the truth. Just that they've got your number, your passport number. That is. Sorry. What boys? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Blake, what would Talk you say? Us, what's the vibe like over there, Richard? At present, what's the vibe like? Uh, 
It, the vibe is that Australia are going to get thumped by France right now. That's the vibe I'm getting at the moment. Um, they won't be in with it in with a shout at the last moment, but they might not have any hope. Whereas it's the hope that kills you with the rugby because you keep getting close and keep losing. Um, so it, that can't be overstated. The pain of that. Like I reckon this little European tour has aged me ten years easy. The, the, yeah. You wake up Sunday morning, I might have a coffee, B and A, pop on the rugby with me toddler. What a gorgeous! Oh my God, we're a chance. Yeah, we're you, a look, chance. you look about fifty now, mate. And and just that last five minutes, it's the countdown until someone fucks it up, and you just sit there waiting for the inevitable, and then boom, there it is, little goth Jake Gordon offside at a mall, allegedly. Ugh, it's so heartbreaking. It, isn't it just exhausting? So, all right, so who's the uh, who's the guy who's going to screw it up for you in the seventy uh, eighth minute this week? You've got the last play against Wales. You're within three. All right, who's your money on to screw it up this week? No, if you're following our normal form, we should lose by 30 to Wales. Jim, was not as fun. that was not a fun answer, Blake. Jim, who's going to be the person who screws up on Saturday slash Sunday? Oh, it's got to be a second rower for mine. It's outrageous. outrageous. I heard Rennie was playing 12. I thought we're just out of players to doing Rennie playing 12. Maybe it wouldn't be the first. That's how it goes down in subbies. Yeah, it's got to be done, mate. I reckon get him out there and maybe that sorts the discipline. I remember running around with a few fourth grade coaches. Yeah, coach brings the shoes on the away game, brings the boots. Dude, the fourth grade coach would come on and I'd actually make a tackle. He's there, he's watching. Yeah, Yeah. but your your tackle was just a scrag, wasn't it? Yeah, just a grab. You never actually put a shoulder in, did you? No, that had hurt heaps. It was all all wrists. It was all rest his tackle form. The, the, as soon as the jerseys got tight, I retired. <laughs> Too challenging. Um, God, it's, I, you know what? You want to like, wax lyrical and have a strong opinion about the Wallabies, but, but what can you say, you know? It just depends what lens you want to look through it in. But the losses, God, it's a terrible season. It's a worst season since 1958 that I love mentioning. And it's the worst case scenario when you lose by just an itty bitty bit. You're, um, you don't, the lessons aren't learned. Because you get you get bashed up at home, you tell everyone in the locker room that you were so close. If one thing went your way, um, so you're very reluctant to actually change anything. It's so easy to blame like we are here. One penalty that could have been interpreted a different way by a different person on a different day in a different hemisphere. And you're right, and that's where a, a better analysis would be. You know, why weren't we ahead by ten? But yeah, I'm not into that. I'm into blaming the ref in the last two minutes. Yeah, and it, and it is all play-by-play. Play. For us to come in here, one of us in another country, mind you, and offer a committed a, a, a reason. A, one like of a, us has a, to a be. A couple of dot points to work on that would make us a better team. It doesn't work like that. It really is play-by-play, play, breakdown. What did you do wrong here? And if, if I had the time, I'd do it. No, and this is where I stand by. Get the van. We spoke about the van. Yeah. The van? That, that little last week. We spoke about just put him in a van. Tell the fans they're injured and put them on a flight home. Oh, Correct yeah. Down from. little neck roll, walk him straight off the field, pretend you got HIA, whatever you got to do, mate, get in the van, you're done. Yeah. Fingers, get in the van, you're done. Okay, get out. We done what, the do they get to see their family again? Oh, uh, take it or leave it. Now, boys, can, yes. we change, can we change the narrative to something a bit more positive at the moment? Is that okay? Well, talk to me about the English draw, Richard. The draw well, we, with Kiwis. Is that a win for you? No, mate, it's a draw. You, the, the answer was in the question, mate. Yes, sour puss. Now, that hurt. That ruined my Sunday, too. I got up and watched the second half, and I thought, how good. England getting smashed, and they were just getting pumped. Um, 
And then yellow card, New Zealand, and then England all of a sudden decided to run the ball and they looked incredible when they ran the ball. They just hey, hadn't done it for 71 minutes. Right. Uh, Marcus Smith got booed as he kicked the ball out because the uh, uh, the Coliseum that was Twickenham suddenly thought they were going to score a fourth try in the last uh, last stands. I changed our narratives changed very quickly. Yeah, that... Um, I, and I, it, it's funny how sport is cultural and in Australia there is this sort of, I don't know, naive belief that you're... You can always win it, uh, and maybe we should have taken the three against Ireland at the end of the game and taken a draw um, instead of going for the win. Um, and I know England have that stigma of playing for the draw in the cricket, playing for the draw in this instance, but I thought that was piss poor, kicking it out. Okay, can I just say, playing Australia cricket in Australia, I don't, I don't think I've seen a, many draws in my life, mate. There's lots of losses. I'll take the draw in the <laughs> cricket, mate. Lots of losses. I understand what you're saying. I just thought that was piss poor by whether it was Marcus Smith or whoever sent the message down. I just, yeah. And I, and I think that that sentiment was echoed a lot, um, but other people might have a more conservative view that it was an incredible come from behind draw and, and you take it and you run off. But, mate, to me, a draw's always been kissing your sister. Is that why the Wallabies have had so many of them? Clearly. I just I reckon it was piss poor. You played a win. Yeah, absolutely. Look, especially when in the grand scheme of things, let's be honest, this game actually doesn't mean anything, really. Yeah, if it was a, you're right, if it was a World Cup pool game and you just needed a draw to qualify first or something, all right, we'll kick it out, get on to the next round. Mm. Um, but it's just a friendly, you've got to play to win, don't you? Can play to win. It's bad for the, it's bad for the overall culture of the team. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I you thought. would know, Jim, you would know. Uh, well, more about the culture, Richard. Absolutely. Surely, with a man of your history, like you must have been shouting from the, the hilltops about the fact that Georgia um, came to the party and uh, brought down the mighty whale, the mighty whales of the weekend. Surely that brought a smile to your face, no? Is that it? History is in Georgian history. I should be proud of, you know, them getting stomped by Genghis Khan and whatnot. Or are you saying history is in the Welsh ate me? Um, it's in the Welsh lose. It was, it, was, it was more the latter, but the former too. But the latter was more my uh, point uh, of reference. Yeah, look, I got no problem with that. I do have a problem with the Welsh, don't I? Yeah, uh, you really do. You 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 appear. Yeah, no, I love that. That that was great. They're just us, though. I think that's why me and the Welsh um, have sparred a few rounds, is because they're just us. Like they just bit of brotherly love. Yeah, they knock off some freak team, and then all of a sudden they lose to Georgia or Italy. Um, it's an awesome story, though, isn't it? That's too. Legit tier one nations Georgia have knocked off this season, isn't it? You, including Italy as a legit tier one nation? Yeah, I'll put them in there in the Well, top. they're in front of them, yeah. They beat us, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it does. It, look, it, it does continue the calls or strength, strengthen the calls or make them loud or whatever you want to say to try get them into a, into a seven nations or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it is it is something that uh, pleases me to see the game grow. We talk about the Rugby League World Cup not not growing and not seeing a, a close contest. I love the fact that Georgia are getting stronger. What does it did disappoint me is the the pacing that Italy did take against South Africa. Um, you know, forty odd points. Um, it's disappointing, especially a follow up from last week. But maybe they climbed their mountain last week against the Wallabies. And I think and it's hard for down. those it's hard for those teams to do it two weeks in a row. That's what I mean. It's, yeah, it's a very hard. Uh, in other news, boys, there was the um, World Rugby Awards this week. Uh, big shout out to Charlotte Catholic, you know, awesome. Sevens Player of the Year. I well was deserved. Absolutely outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Uh, and then Vanderfleer for Ireland. 
Um, and I know I joked. I said they've only got Sexton. No, they've got, they've got three or four gun forwards, Island, and, and Vanderfleer is legit. Uh, from what I could see, fairly well-deserving. I don't know how Artie Savia isn't in that conversation, though. Um, I don't know what more, more, more that bloke had to do, but I didn't have a problem with that. Love a flank again, and I thought that was a good shout. Um, and then the Italian fullback, getting breakthrough player. That's pretty epic, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, a couple of other mentions as well in the awards as well, like uh, Corobete was uh, was included in the, in the in the 15's Dream Team of the Year, which, you know, we talk about some of his uh, weaknesses, but he's had another outstanding year for John Hill's medalist. You know, he should, to make a World 15 Dream Team is absolutely awesome. And, you know, we mentioned Charlotte Catholic, but we shouldn't not, we'd be remiss of us to not talk about Maddie Levi and Faith Nathan, who were also nominated for that Sevens Award as well. Like the girls continue to, to achieve and and to to be the, the the leaders within that field at the moment, so it was great to see so many um, uh, wallabies and 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 obviously those uh, sevens players you know mentioned in that um, in that in the rugby awards this weekend. Legit though, the Corabete point is an important one though. Like what a difference he would have made on this tour. Mm. All these games we lose by one. Um, and I look, I'm sure you boys have seen this, but let me just go to a quick injured fifteen for the wallabies right now. If they were to play this weekend, front row. You could have Bell, Parecki, and Tupo. Second row, you could have Arnold, Skelton, Rodder, Phillip, take your pick. Back row is probably the only one we don't have an out-and-out sent seven injured, but you'd have Valentini, Swinton, Leota. Halfback, you could throw Nick White in there. Ten, Cooper. You'd have Foley this week because he's ineligible. James O'Connor. Twelve or thirteen, you could have Karevi, Fichetti, Paisami, Parise. Um, and then back three, you could have Corabetti, Callaway, and Banks. How much would the current not available Wallaby beat the Wallaby team that's going to be named this weekend? by? I think they'd probably be probably quite Sorry, close. Okay. Probably quite close. Come on, this. mate! It's a proper B team this weekend. Hooper's the only one who'd make it, isn't he? Yeah, I reckon we've got a, we've got an uncanny ability to make people play to our level. Yes, we do, Jim. That's a very good point. So. I don't know. When I hear that, I'm like, oh, these, these wallabies. I mean, how would other nations do with that sort of injury toll? And you'd think only New Zealand and South Africa would still be in the fight, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. England, maybe. They've got a bit yep, so Yeah, they, they, do. Professional they do. In terms of professional players, a huge number, but uh, France, whether, whether they're at the same whether at the same level, what is the drop-off? But I think France would be the one who would be able to cover it uh, the, the best, actually. Uh, how do you the next year? Luck? The injury's just luck. Oh, we talked about that. And we, you know, I think you mentioned before, I don't know, I hope the fact we get someone, uh, you know, please comment on Twitter or something, let us know. You know, physios out there, strength and conditioning coaches, what do you actually think if you were in that position? Is it just luck that we that the Wallabies are much of it at the moment or is there something that needs to change? Um, but I want to know your boy's opinion about Erasmus, uh, Rennie. Um, suspended for another couple of games after his rant on Twitter after just coming back. Won't be it... Uh, uh, the next round, I believe, um, in England's game. What What are your thoughts, boys? Is he ever going to learn? Rassi, you mean? Rassi, not Rennie? Uh, sorry, yes. Rassi, yes. Suspend Rennie, too. Um, for his bench picks. What do you reckon, Jim? Rassi. What, what about him? Sorry, Matt. I was just getting spoken to. Uh, suspended for his Twitter rants. That's unacceptable. Is he employed? Is he on the in the booking pay package? Yeah. Yeah, South- he is. Yeah, South African. Oh, yeah, no good then. Nonsense. No good at all, actually. You got to be quiet, mate. Keep that in-house. Use it to your advantage in your squad. But as soon as you surrender that pay packet, mate, I'll follow you. 
Um, yeah, you're right. I actually think once once you're a bit removed from the game, you're a little bit more entitled to to have a bit of a rant, have a bit of a rave. I I think there is something to be said about refereeing and cards and blah 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 blah. And there's a way to say it. But I think and- in, in those positions of authority, you've got one a career. One a career where you can genuinely feel aggrieved and let the media know that you feel aggrieved. Otherwise you lose it at all credibility. And I, I saw on Twitter some horrific stuff posted to Nigel Owens. Um I don't know how things get homophobic here, but I just feel like once you allow this shit, you allow that shit. Um and it and it encourages it. So no good. You need to protect it. Right. Like you need to protect the integrity of the actual sport and game. And we're clearly dealing with a very, very loose character in this Rassie. I don't think that South African rugby can actually control this person. This person's going to do what they want. Um, we all know big business is a highly political place. Um, so not much I'm assuming can be done for him, but you need to protect the integrity of the sport and every stakeholder and to allow him to have a platform unpunished is only inviting every other team and every other coach and every other stakeholder to chime in and it'll be a one-upmanship on who can be the most aggressive um and it's it's not what we need yeah and you know, I, real change real change is not achieved by this and you need to get in there and pop on a white jersey rassy and do better i think you're spot on jim and i reckon it's got to come from in south africa um world rugby fair play to them but i i think you just embolden the South African fans in an us versus them sort of rhetoric. Um, it needs to come from within South Africa to say, cut the shit, mate. Um, that That's it, the way to change it, I think. It was interesting, just final thing on the point that John Smith was on a podcast uh, the other day and he talked about uh, that he really thinks that the men's game just generally just needs an, an ego check was his quote, you know, and stating that um, obviously any player from any nation um, who starts to talk to the referee or give them advice about how the decisions should go other other than the captain needs to be pings immediately. Um, and obviously change needs to be, to happen um, within the, the uh, obviously the upper echelons as well, whether it's directors oh. or rugby, et cetera. Uh, but what are your thoughts on any of uh, being that, of having an immediate penalty if you do engage in, in discussion with the referee, if you're not the captain? Contextual. I, I find when you get binary with those sorts of things, it gets tricky, but... Um, I'm all for those things being pinned, but it's contextual, right? Mm. I mean, players are constantly looking to make adjustments. It's in a sport where it can be refereed different one week to the next. Players should be able to ask, why did I get a penalty? What did you like what you saw? There needs to be some dialogue. And if it gets yeah. out of hand, a warning system can fix this. And what I mean by contextual, and it's kind of having a whinge, but, you know, end of the game, island game, the ref tells the island four times to get his hands off it. Well, hold on. Is it a penalty or not? Did he have his hands on it? Uh, and, and I think we all actually like, I'm just having a winch here, but we all actually like that the ref does that to give the player the opportunity to get his hands off it and keep the game flowing so we don't stop and have a penalty. I actually think we all like that. Um, and I was sort of just having a winch there, but I think if you get binary, no hands are on it, it's a penalty. Um, well, then all of a sudden, you know, you, you back at penalty city. So yeah. a bit of context, a yeah. bit of context, I not handle it. No one wants to see people with their hands on it. So I think it's a good call. Get your hands off it. Um, All right, boys. Wallabies this weekend playing an extra game, which I know people are very upset about given the injury toll. 
um, and the heavy season that the players Man, have I had. Man, I said that earlier let's, in the year, there's too much rugby. There's too much. And what do they do? They add another one. Well, um, they even, they even added honest, the... Right? They added the one at the beginning that was even not in the international window. That was the problem with the Scotland game where Finn Russell and what have you didn't play. They they already added a, a bonus one. Yeah, this one's out of the window too. Did they so boycott got... that because it was too much rugby? So you're only allowed to release players if the game is within the window. And so the oh, right, right, right. Scotland-Australia was not in the international window. Hence, that was one of the reasons why Finn Russell and a few other Scottish players didn't play. So it's not the first time that they've, they've uh, tried to... To get an extra game in there for whatever reason, financial or what. Just yeah, he's in it. So you've got the Wallaby, let's be honest, the Wallaby B side. There, this legitimately isn't a centre in the squad. Um, Foley's gone home. Skeleton's gone home. It's going to be tough. Five players injured from last week that played. It's going to be tough going for the Wallabies against a wounded and hurt Wales. But you've got to say a pretty shit Wales too. Who's going to win, boys? Old wall, baby. I reckon all of these up here ended on a win. Yeah, let's go to Wallabies, mate. Huh? Yeah, it's, you, you got you got to think so. But our track record last game in the season, I don't think we have ever won one before. Um, and we fucking love losing a game we're supposed to win. It's kind of our mo. Talking kind about our uh, Talking about uh, M- Modus. Uh, I it's England's due to uh, one is to lose to South Africa. So I, I imagine England will lose to South Africa at the weekend too. Yeah, you. Always, because they're similar in a sense, aren't they, South Africa? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I imagine you're in trouble there. All right, boys, well, lovely to catch up. Richard, you're in Qatar. The time zone's probably messing you around. Yeah, just about, about to make a kickoff. About kickoff, isn't it? Hey, just Argentina. about Yeah, versus uh, Saudi Arabia, mate. Come on, Lionel Messi. Let's, let's go. All right. See you, boys. Thanks, boys. See you, man.